looking forward to uh, the season ahead and, and to whatever God's going to do. Um, now, where will we start? Okay, we're talking about covenant. Uh, and I wanted to start with, uh, with um, Genesis chapter 17. And it said, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to, to Abram and he said to him, I am almighty God, walk before me and be blameless. And I'll make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abram fell on his face and God talked with him saying, as for me, behold, my covenant is with you and you shall be a father of nations. And in verse seven, and it says, and I'll establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant. Uh, to be God to you and your descendants after you. So this is uh, where it all started with Abraham. And then in Matthew chapter 20, uh, 26, verse 27, uh, Jesus institutes the Last Supper. And this is actually where they celebrated the Passover. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread blessed and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying, drink from it, all of you. For this is the blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. So uh, if you, the, these two verses are very much connected. Um, I wanted to explain some things and uh, I might be going over some of the things that we've talked about over the last couple of months, but it's important. Firstly, uh, our relationship with God is clearly a covenant relationship. So if you ask me what a covenant relationship is, it is the highest form of agreement uh, on this earth. It is... You know, a, a, sealed covenant, a sealed covenant in practical terms mean that the two become one. And that is what God's done for us this morning. Uh, the belongings of the greater one now also belong to the lesser one. The greater protects and provides for the lesser. Uh, we need to know that covenant is the pattern for every relationship we have uh, in our, uh, amongst our church people in the future. Because it's beyond any relationship of convenience. So uh, the standard in our world today is, relation, is relationships that are based on convenience. So it is beyond that and it is beyond any business agreement. So in all our relationships, they need to be modeled after the covenant relationship that we have between uh, God and man. And the, the closest reflection on that on planet Earth is the marriage relationship between a husband and a wife. Um, so when we talk about covenant, uh, there are, there are 
uh, eight Old Testament covenants. The first one's the covenant with Adam. The second one, uh, Noah. The third one, Abraham. The third one, Mosaic covenant. Uh, the next one is the Palestinian covenant. The Davidic covenant and then the new covenant. And all of these, apart from the very first one, which was the, uh, the covenant that God made with man in the garden was sealed in, sealed in blood. So the first covenant was where God said, uh, you know, let us make man in our own image. Then he blessed them and he, he uh, said, have dominion, multiply, uh, you know, and, and uh, that, was the, that was the terms of the first condition. Uh, blood covenant is something that is, is uh, you know, seen right throughout history and right throughout the tribes, indigenous tribes. Why is this? Because it's God's idea. And, uh, you know, covenant is God's idea. It comes from there. It comes from the original relationship between God and man. But in amongst the indigenous tribes, it has been distorted. So, so these covenants, um, most of them involve blood. And the reason for this is that the, the scripture says that the life is in the blood. So, so uh, covenants, the highest order of relationship on the earth, and, uh, and it's always sealed in blood. When you're looking for it, you'll find covenant right throughout the scripture, starting in Genesis 1, 28. It's from there all the way through. And, uh, you know, we need to recover uh, this kind of thinking and this kind of language in our Western world because it's largely, we are now in a post-covenant era as far as uh, the culture is concerned. And, you know, if, if we don't, have a real revelation of covenant, then, uh, you know, then that becomes the cultural norm in our church too. But the church has a higher order of relationships and it's covenant. And uh, we, we need to look for that in everything that we're doing. So I think one of the real things about it is that uh, covenant you know, in the world, people are looking for their, you know, for what they can benefit out of a relationship, whether it be a marriage relationship, a friendship, a, uh, a business relationship. People now are inclined to look for what they can get out of it. But the heart of covenant is different. It is not what you can get out of it, it is actually what you can give to it. And when we begin to see life that way, everything begins to change. And, uh, you know, maybe, <clears throat> maybe this morning with all of us, God uh, might begin to, uh, in our marriages, in our lives, in our friendships in the church, uh, begin to make a bit of an adjustment. And, and it, uh, it goes against the grain of the culture because these days people are... Uh, you know, the whole culture is built around self and uh, self-preservation, uh, self-protection, uh, self-development. And you have self-made men and self-made women. 
and it is actually anti-God and it's anti, uh, anti-covenant. Whereas God has got a better way and uh, he demonstrates it in all his dealings with man because he is the greater party. I am the lesser. I mean, really, when it's said and done, what can I do that goes up as a memorial before God? But God has created the heavens and the earth and uh, everything in it. And he is saying now that everything I have is yours. And this is the tremendous power of covenant. And, you know, I believe that God's going to, as the years go by, give us a far greater understanding of this, because this truly is the heart of covenant, that we would be able to uh, think like this and, you know, not be so much looking for what we can get. Because I I really believe, you know, that there are churches across the, the nation And uh, they started out well, but now it has become all about the convenience and what people can get out of it. But God is wanting to do something totally different. He's wanting to raise up a generation that are uh, prepared to give all in covenant. You know, you remember the uh, the story of Jonathan and uh, David, how how, uh, they made covenant and their covenant was based on uh, it, it was based on the fact that Joseph saw God and David, but they made covenant and there was an exchange and everything was given except for Jonathan held back his, his shoes. And it is interesting that uh, he had a son that was born with club feet. And uh, there, there is a bit of a lesson in that because God wants us to not hold back in the realm of covenant, you know, in our relationship, firstly with God, in our marriage, and even in our church relationships, God wants us to have such an attitude of generosity toward the other person. In other words, when I really am in covenant, I am prepared to give all and even get nothing out of it if need be. That is the heart of covenant. So let's just talk about the purpose of covenant for a minute. You know, when you look at it, uh, the first reason or or one of the reasons why God created man, you know, there's obviously a battle going on in the heavenlies and God had a plan, but he created man for relationship. And, And that's his heart. And covenant is for relationship. It's for companionship. It It's for friendship, but it is also for a divine purpose that is far, far greater. So, so you know, uh, when, uh, when Lynn and myself married, we had an idea that God was in on this, but we really didn't know God that well. We were just searching him out and on a journey. But, you know, what started as companionship and friendship has ended up far, far, far more. And, and, you know, now you are involved in that. So this is the heart of covenant. Um, you know, it, it's the communion. So this morning, uh, I, I've, I'm really glad we went through the Passover time that we did because I believe it's restored a lot of truth to us about what communion is. 
You know, we just call it communion and that's good. That's what it is. But it is far more than that. It is the Passover uh, feast. And it is celebrating, you know, first what happened back there over 3,300 years ago. But it is also celebrating how this new covenant that we have with God has been ratified through the precious blood of Jesus Christ. So, um, with regard to covenant in our world and in our relationships, we need to understand that our relationships are three-way. So, so if I, if I uh, look there at Lee and Yolanda, uh, I can only see two of them, but there is a third party. And, and that third party must be given equal vote in that relationship, equal place for it to, for that marriage to achieve the fullness of what God has for it. So you'll find somewhere with most tensions that happen, and let's face it, uh, they happen in marriages every, you know, every day, if not every day, every week, if we're honest. It happens in every friendship, you know, it, it happens in every, uh, you know, in every household. It happens amongst our family and our relatives. But God's got a way of bringing absolute blessing, the full benefits of covenant into your household and into your relationship. And it is where he is given uh, equal party. Uh, actually, this morning I'm very excited about the message that's coming after this. I just reckon it's very, it's very prophetic. It's very timely, but it talks about you know in the next verse in Genesis chapter 18 where, you know where uh, God turned up uh, to visit Abraham at the Terebinth tree, and there were three men. You know there was the father, there was the son. And there was the Holy Spirit, three persons. But those three persons are, uh, you know, are demonstrating what covenant looks like. For instance, if it was only the Father and the Son, we would not have a planet today. We would not be here. But it is the perfect unity between Father, Son and Spirit that makes absolutely anything possible and sometimes when things are held back from us or there is a you know there is a delay in blessing uh, or or a delay in plans it is because god wants to get this right he wants us to come to a place of uh, of true covenant where it is not just you and me not just lynn and myself not just Lee and Yolanda, not just, uh, you know, Sarah and Joy or Renee and Erin, uh, wherever you are, God wants to take us further in our relationship into the realm of covenant. And that is where God has got the equal vote. That's something to aspire for in a marriage, isn't it? But that's 
the way that, uh, that God wants it. So marriage is, needs to be like a three-braided cord. And our relationships in the church need to be like a three-braided cord. And, uh, you know, we've only got the two braids. That relationship can actually be broken down. You see that? So what God wants us to mature in the way that we relate so that we can become, we can begin to demonstrate on earth the covenant that firstly God has made in heaven, which is the everlasting covenant. And, uh, you know, number two, so that we can, that our relations on the earth can be a reflection of what's happening in heaven between the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. So, so in the Old Testament, there are eight covenants, uh, seven of them sealed in blood, I believe, maybe eight, seven, maybe eight. Uh, but the, uh, the covenant, the new covenant is a better covenant. And I talked about that last week, you know, how now we are living in a better covenant. And the benefit, you know, the benefits of that covenant are one, the forgiveness of sins or the remission of sins. Number two, deliverance from darkness. You know, so whatever darkness people have in their lives, you know, be it the, uh, you know, the darkness of uh, some some kind of a, uh, you know, an attachment to the past that they can't break or whether it be, uh, you know, whether it be oppression or depression, the benefits of the new covenant are for you to be set free from that. Thirdly, the third benefit of the covenant, covenant, the life of God is now in us. It's on the inside of us. So God lives in me and he lives in you. And this is where you've got two people who want to go further in relationship. And, it, you know, it's an honorable relationship before God. It is when you begin to see the God in the other person and they see the God in you and we're able to honor that, that is where our relationships can go to a next level. The life of God is in us. Number four, we have become righteousness. So I am not perfect and neither are you. Try my best and continue to blow it. But the scripture says now that we have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Number five, the blessings of Abraham have come to us. Jesus became the curse on the cross so that the blessings of Abraham came to us. I tell you what, if you wrote down these seven things on a piece of paper and put them on your mirror in the bathroom and you spoke these words over your own life every day, your life will change. Because you are speaking out uh, the benefits of the covenant, the new covenant that God gave you. So number six, we're a new creation. The old things have passed away and the new has come. I'm now a new creation. And that's 2 Corinthians 5, uh, 21. 
And the last one, we are now his sons and daughters and the spirit of adoption has come upon us. So these are the benefits of the new covenant, but the only way that that can happen is through the shedding of his blood. So we give thanks for that this morning. Now, this is what you need to realize, the terms of covenant. You know, I, told, I talked about Jonathan and David there. When it comes to covenant, what is it that you're holding back? What is it that you're holding back from God this morning? And, uh, you know, even in, in our homes, what is it that we're holding back that God's looking for? Uh, with regard to the initiator of the covenant, our God in heaven, he has given us everything. So I want to say that to you this morning. He has given us everything. I want to say it again and you say it too. He has given us everything. Let's say it again. He has given us everything. Now, where do you find that in the Bible? It's, it's Ephesians chapter 1, 3, and it says that he has given us uh, you know, that in the heavenly places, every spiritual blessing is there. That is the benefits of, uh, of the covenant. Um, you know, we've been going through the Old Testament covenant names of, uh, of uh, Jesus or Jehovah. And I want to read them through because this is why we need to know them beyond a shadow of a doubt. These are the covenant names and, and all of these names uh, reflect the benefits of the covenant that I just spoke about. Firstly, Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide all our needs. Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord that healeth thee. Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is present. Jehovah Shalom. The Lord is our peace. Uh, Jehovah Nissi. The Lord is our banner and our victory. Jehovah Raha. The Lord is my shepherd. And Jehovah Sidkenu. The Lord is our righteousness. So all those names in the Old Testament are called the covenant names of God but they're all filled, uh, fulfilled in one person, Jesus. And, uh, you know, the key to covenant from God's uh, perspective is that he is given all. God never held one thing back from us. He has given all. And uh, this is the challenge of covenant that we learn to give all. In our marriage, in our families, but and in our church relationships, but particularly in our relationship with God, will affect which will affect every other relationship. So the first one is Jehovah Jireh. He has given us everything He has. You know, uh, the thing is, is that Jesus on the cross gave all, everything, nothing held back. Pretty awesome, don't you think? Now, I, I just like to have a little bit of uh, interaction with you now, and I'd like uh, I'd like some of you just to really pick up something that you you know 
God is talking to you about and you know maybe you want to comment on it or or just give thanks before we take communion so so uh, please just send me a message or put your hand up and I might see you or unmute yourself who's first is yours and that's uh, reflected through the uh, the covenant names of Jesus I just want to say this before I finish that the answer to uh, all the challenges we have wherever we are is not necessarily radical change but it is internal adjustment you hear that for our relationships to go to the next level the way that they should be it's not always radical change so michael coffee no no radical change is required just internal adjustment that'll make yvonne happy <laughs> hey i just want to say we we really love you guys we we uh you know i i feel uh, very much what julian said there i feel just that uh, there's just been a real strengthening over the last couple of months I'm actually in no hurry to church to get back. I, I like this. The only thing is I do miss you. Uh, but let's just keep adjusting. And this morning, I, I want you to really just, uh, you know, uh, bring your mind back to where we're at. Like we are in the most incredible season on planet Earth. And uh, I, I want you to be able to really tune into that and realize what God is actually doing. You know, much, much of the things that we've just said from our platform here, you know, uh, without a lot of connection to other pro prophets and that sort of thing, apart from Papa, is being confirmed right through the nations. And this is an extraordinary thing, uh, especially looking forward to, we are now in the Feast of Pentecost, and looking forward to next Sunday's Pentecost Sunday. Uh, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, but something is happening on planet Earth. And I want you to get ready and have a great expectation in your heart. So, so love you lots. Enjoy the message. Uh, make sure you, uh, uh, you keep up with your disciplines of prayer and, uh, and uh, you know, loving one another and giving uh, and just keep your heart open to what's coming because God is going to do something. So bless you lots. Make sure that you share the message so that we can get it out and about. If every one of us can do that, it'll go far and wide. So, uh, so love you lots, hey? God bless. Enjoy the message. Bye now.